WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022, I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm David Atkins. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, parent of Sandy Hook shooting victim testifies against Alex Jones. On your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Rebecca Law will be in with a Metro Huntington weather forecast, and the current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 89 degrees. And now on to our top story. The Justice Department has filed a lawsuit that challenges Idaho's restrictive abortion law, arguing that it conflicts with a federal law requiring doctors to provide pregnant women medically necessary treatment that could include abortion. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the suit today. Garland said the federal government was bringing the lawsuit, which seeks to invalidate the state's criminal pro- <clears throat> excuse me, prohibition on providing abortions as applied to women suffering medical emergencies. It's the first major action by the Justice Department challenging a state trigger law since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has arrived in Taiwan. She is the highest-ranking American official in 25 years to visit the self-ruled island claimed by China, which quickly announced that it would conduct military maneuvers in relation for her pre- in, in retaliation for her presence. Pelosi arrived aboard a U.S. Air Force passenger jet and was greeted on the tarmac at Taipei's International Airport by Taiwan's foreign minister and other Taiwanese and American officials. She posed for photos before her motorcade whisked her unseen into the parking garage of her hotel. Her visit has ratcheted up tensions between China and the United States. The Biden administration is holding out the CIA operation that killed al-Qaeda leader Ayman al-Zawahiri as a monumental strike against the global terror network responsible for the September 11th attacks of 2001. But the moment is also putting into stark relief mounting evidence that after the America's withdrawal, Afghanistan has once again become an active staging ground for Islamic terror groups looking to attack the West. The Biden administration says it shows American at-home and allies abroad that the United States hasn't lost focus or the ability to strike against terrorists in the region and validates its decision to end two decades of fighting in Afghanistan. Russia's Supreme Court has declared Ukraine's Azov Regiment a terrorist organization. That designation could lead to terror charges against some of the captured fighters who made their last stand inside Mariupol's shattered steel plant. Russian forces and their allies are holding an estimated 1,000 Azov fighters prisoner, many since their surrender in mid-May. The Azov Regiment dismissed the high court ruling accusing Russia of, quote, looking for new excuses and explanations for its war crimes, unquote. The father of a six-year-old boy killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting has testified that conspiracy theorist Alex Jones made his life, quote, a living hell, unquote, by pushing claims that the murders were a hoax. Neil Heslin testified today that he fears for his life because of Jones's claims. Heslin and Scarlett Lewis are the parents of six-year-old Jesse Lewis. 
They're seeking at least $150 million in the case against Jones. The conspiracy theorist was not in court when Heslin began testifying, but is expected to testify himself later in the day. The 2012 attack killed 20 first graders and six staffers at the Connecticut school. Coming up this evening, coming up, an update on eastern Kentucky floods. That and more news from across the Tri-State when News Center 88 returns right after this. And now the sound you've all been waiting for. The one, the only, WMUL. leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL FM Huntington. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm David Atkins. The deadly flooding that hit the Appalachian region of eastern Kentucky is making some stalwart residents who have hung on through disappearing jobs and the opiate crisis consider leaving their small towns. Brenda Francis and her husband, Paul, have lived in Garrett for decades. Paul Francis was born 73 years ago in their house, which his parents gifted to the couple about 40 years ago. But Brenda Francis said she is done. She joins many others who see this latest disaster as a devastating final blow to their lifestyle here. Some say they're considering moving away despite their deep roots. Kentucky's two abortion clinics filed a quick appeal today aimed at restoring abortion services in the state. The appeal came a day after an Appalachian judge reinstated a near-total statewide abortion ban. The Louisville clinics asked the Kentucky Supreme Court to immediately vacate the ruling issued yesterday evening by a judge on the state's Intermediate Court of Appeals. That ruling meant most abortions are illegal in the state for now. In their motion to the Supreme Court, the clinics said that the ruling had, quote, upended 50 years of the status quo, unquote, by essentially halting abortion access in Kentucky. West Virginia officials are marking the start of road work to connect the town of Welch with the Coalfields Expressway. Governor Jim Justice's office says that $147.6 million project includes construction of two ramps and two bridges and will require more than 16 million yards of excavation. 
A 5.12-mile section of highway will be built from Welch in the southern part of the state to West Virginia Highway 16. Bicycle construction of Lexington, Kentucky will complete the project, which is expected to be completed in 2026. Another round of rainstorms are hitting flooded Kentucky mountain communities. The rain fell yesterday as more bodies emerged from the sodden landscape. And the governor warned that high winds could bring another threat, falling trees and utility poles. Governor Andy Bashir said the death toll rose to 37 and hundreds of others remain unaccounted for. Radar indicated that up to four more inches of rain fell Sunday. The National Weather Service warns that slow-moving showers and thunderstorms could provoke more flash flooding through this morning. The rain that unleashed massive floods in Appalachian mountain communities is diminishing, but now the people face a new threat, baking in the heat as they try to recover. More bodies are emerging from the sodden landscape, and the death toll now stands at 37. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir says more than 1,300 people have been rescued and crews are still trying to reach some of the people who've been cut off by floods and mudslides. As the heat sets in, the governor says cooling stations are being set up in buildings that were spared from the floods. Coming up next, wildfire started by a man trying to kill a spider. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. SelfCheck gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at USCIS.gov backslash SelfCheck. SelfCheck is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to News Center 88, but a best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm David Atkins. Officials say a North Carolina sheriff's deputy has died after he and two other deputies were shot while trying to serve involuntary commitment papers at a North Carolina home. The Wayne County deputies went to a home south of Goldsboro to serve the papers yesterday morning when officials say someone inside opened fire, wounding all three. After an hour-long barricade, officials say SWAT team members found the suspect identified as Jordan Hamilton, dead inside with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. The deputies were taken to hospitals, and today, officials announced that Sergeant Matthew Fishman had died. Governor Roy Cooper ordered all U.S. and North Carolina flags at state facilities to half-staff in Fishman's honor. Authorities say two more bodies have been found within the burn zone of a huge northern California wildfire. 
raising the death toll to four in the state's largest blaze of the year. The Siskiyou County Sheriff's Office says in a statement that search teams discovered the bodies yesterday at separate residences along State Route 96. Two bodies were also found Sunday inside a charred vehicle in the driveway of a home near the tiny unincorporated community of Klamath River. More than 100 homes, sheds, and other buildings have burned in the McKinney fire since it erupted last Friday. President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have endorsed Karen Bass in the race for Los Angeles mayor, cementing the congresswoman's place as the favorite of the Democratic establishment. The backing from the White House gives Bass a boost over rival Rick Caruso in the contest to lead the nation's second most populous city. Caruso is a billionaire developer and Republican-turned-Democrat who's running as an outsider. Biden and Harris called Bass a friend and praised her strategies to deal with homeless crisis and rising crime. Bass could become the first woman to hold the city's top job and the second black person. A prosecutor says a man who evaded arrest for more than 12 years after being accused of fatally shooting his two teenage daughters in a taxi parked near a Dallas-area hotel was, quote, obsessed with possession and control, unquote. Yassir Said is on trial for capital murder in the shooting deaths of 18-year-old Amina Said and 17-year-old Sarah Said on New Year's Day in 2008. Said has pleaded not guilty. Prosecutor Lauren Black said during opening statements today that said controlled what his daughters did, who they were friends with, and if and whom they could date. Said wrote in a letter to the judge overseeing the case that he wasn't happy with his kids, quote, dating activity, unquote, but denied killing his daughters. A Utah man has been arrested on accusations. He started a wildfire, wildfire while trying to burn a spider with his lighter. A probable cause statement says 26-year-old Corey Allen Martin told deputies that he spotted the spider yesterday while he was in a hiking area in the foothills south of Salt Lake City near the city of Springville. Martin was arrested on suspicion of reckless burn and possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. He was in jail today on nearly $2,000 bail. It was unknown if he had an attorney. The wildfire has burned less than one square mile. Coming up next, Yemeni Civil War Truce gets extended. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns, right after this. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. 
Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm David Atkins. Former Missouri Governor Eric Reitens hopes to complete a stunning political comeback as voters narrow the field for a pivotal spot in the U.S. Senate. Republican S- Senator Roy Blunt's announcement in March 2021 that he would no- he would not seek a third term set off a frenzy for his job. With control of the Senate at stake, Democrats are hoping to pick up what should be a safe seat in red state Missouri. Grydens, Attorney General Eric Schmidt, and U.S. Representative Vicki Hartzler are seen as the leading contenders in the 21-person Republican primary today. The Democrats are led by 13-year Marine veteran Lucas Kuntz and Trudy Bush Valentine, heiress to the Bush family, Beer Fortune. Attorney General Merrick Garland has sworn in the new director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons as the Biden administration looks to reform the beleared agency. Colette Peters was sworn in today during a ceremony at the agency's headquarters in Washington. The former director of the Oregon State Prison System replaces Michael Caraval, who submitted his resignation earlier this year amid mounting pressure from Congress over investigations by the Associated Press exposed widespread corruption misconduct, and abuse in the agency. Attorney General Merrick Garland said he had, quote, full confidence, unquote, in Peter's ability to innovate, reform, and lead the Bureau of Prisons. A wide expansion of mail-in voting in Pennsylvania has survived a legal challenge brought by some of the same Republican state representatives who voted for the legislation nearly three years ago. The state Supreme Court upheld the law 5-2 today with both no votes coming from the court's two Republican justices. Millions of state voters have chosen to cast ballots by mail in recent elections, although Democrats have used it in far greater numbers. The law fell out of favor with Republicans as former President Donald Trump attacked it during his losing 2020 re-election campaign. The special investigator hired by Republicans in Wisconsin to review the 2020 election told lawmakers publicly they should consider decertifying President Joe Biden's win, but later said in a private memo that such a move would be a, quote, practical impossibility, unquote. Former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman was hired by Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss in June 2021 to investigate Donald Trump's loss in Wisconsin. Voss hired Gableman under intense pressure from Trump and others who falsely believed the election had been stolen from the former president. The United States says Yemen's warring parties have agreed to renew an existing truce for another two months after concerted international efforts. The the UN's envoy to Yemen said in a statement today that Yemen's internationally recognized government and the country's how the rebels pledged to try work, try to work towards an expanded and longer ceasefire during the coming weeks. The ceasefire has been the first nationwide ease of fighting in the past six years of a conflict that turned into a proxy war between regional foes Saudi Arabia and Iran. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And we'll be back with updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us.
This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric Association. My brothers, we gather here today for one true and all-holy purpose. The summoning of the great being. Give away your essence freely, brothers. Now, arise, arise. Yes, it's WMUL 88.1 FM. The greatest source of music, news, and sports the world has ever known. We are in debt to you. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a partly cloudy 89 degrees outside the WMUL studios. Today, the high is 90 and the low is 71 degrees. It has been cloudy and humid all afternoon, and this evening a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible, and there will be a large humidity increase up to 88%. Tomorrow, we will have a high of 93 and a low of 72. Tomorrow afternoon, Mr. Sunshine will make appearances in intervals, and in the evening, there will be a few clouds. On Thursday, the high will be 92 and the low will be 72 degrees. Much of the same, a few clouds in the afternoon and a slight possibility of thunderstorm. However, that possibility increases into Thursday evening with likely scattered showers. Today's weather word of the day is exosphere. The exosphere is the outermost layer of the atmosphere. It extends from the top of the thermosphere and is 6,200 miles thick. In this layer, atoms and molecules escape into space and satellites orbit the Earth. Some scientists place the outer reaches of the exosphere about 120,000 miles from Earth's surface, making it near the halfway point to the moon. Thank you to weather.com and weatherology.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a partly cloudy 89 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. Ukrainian officials say they are struggling to establish the truth surrounding an explosion that killed dozens of Ukrainian prisoners of war captured by the Russians following the fall of Mariupol. Ukraine's human rights chief Dmitry Lubinets told the Associated Press he was tried. He has tried to establish a direct link with his Russian counterpart in order to arrange a joint visit to the prison in Olenivka a town in eastern Ukraine held by Russian-backed separatists. Separatist authorities and Russian officials say 53 Ukrainian POWs were killed and further 75 wounded. Both sides have blamed the other for the attack, saying it was done to cover up atrocities. Red Cross officials say they are negotiating with Russians to get access to the site. Hundreds of evacuees have left Ukraine's Donetsk region days after the Ukrainian government issued an order to evacuate as soon as possible. Continued fighting in the region and potential shortages of heating, electricity, and water have authorities worried that cold weather this fall and winter could make a bad situation even worse. Yet while many are following the order to leave, others in Ukraine say they have nowhere else to go and are willing to take responsibility for their own lives regardless of the cost. 
The Ukrainian president warned that the more people leave the Donetsk region now, quote, the fewer people the Russian army will have time to kill, unquote. Judicial officials say Lebanon's prosecutor general has granted permission for a Syrian ship said to be carrying Ukrainian grain stolen by Russia to leave a port in the country's north. The move today comes after an investigation showed the vessel was not carrying stolen goods. The officials added, however, that the Odisha may not immediately leave the port of Tripoli because a judge yesterday ordered it not to sail for 72 hours at the request of Ukrainian authorities. The Lodesha is carrying 5,000 tons of flour and 5,000 tons of barley that Ukraine's embassy in Beirut says was illegally taken by Russia. The Kremlin says it's ready for talks with the United States on nuclear arms control, even as Moscow and Washington have remained locked in a tense standoff over Russia's actions in Ukraine. Commenting on U.S. President Joe Biden's statement that Washington is open for talks on a new arms control deal to replace the new START treaty after it expires in 2026. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said today that such negotiations are long overdue. Asked about Biden's statement in a conference call with reporters, Peskov emphasized that, quote, Moscow has repeatedly spoken about the necessity to start such talks as soon as possible, as there is little time left, unquote. Coming up next, Albuquerque breaks bad. Stay tuned. Don't think a penny buys much? Depends on how much you value safety. One way to check tire safety is by placing a penny upside down in the tread. If you can see the top of Lincoln's head, you need to replace your tires. We can help you travel more safely with a five-minute monthly tire check. To learn more, visit our website at www.nhtsa.gov. Tire safety. Everything rides on it. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joy Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. And finally today on New Center 88, not many states or cities would stage a big celebration for a bunch of methamphetamine makers and dealers. But since these are only make-believe meth merchants, it makes sense. Politicians in New Mexico came out to celebrate the Breaking Bad TV series to unveil statues of the two main characters, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman, on Friday. Joining the sculpted stars were the show's human stars, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, as well as director Fence Gilligan. The show helped boost TV and movie making in New Mexico, even as it put a spotlight on Albuquerque's real-life struggles with drug addiction and crime. It's a whale of a story that some Massachusetts voters will be able to tell. A humpback whale leapt out of the water and landed on the bow of a 19-foot vessel. The surprise appearance startled both boaters and whale watchers at Cape Cod Bay. 
but no one ended up any worse for wear. The boat operator reported no injuries and the breaching whale caused no damage that affected the seaworthiness of the vessel. New York State Prison authorities have lifted a ban on a book about the 1971 Attica Uprising following a First Amendment lawsuit. Author Heather Ann Thompson, a historian and professor at the University of Michigan, sued the state's prisons in March in Manhattan Federal Court over the censorship of her book, Blood in the Water, the Attica Uprising of 1971. Prison officials said last week in a letter to a Manhattan federal judge that they would dismiss the ban, but will cut out a two-page map from all copies for security purposes. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marsh University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For David Atkins, Rebecca Law, Zane Townsend, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, I feel that there is nothing more truly artistic than to love people. Vincent Van Gogh.